0: Yo, what's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 197, Between the Promise and the Prize. This is for the people out there, the believers who are stuck between, you know, where they are in life and where they going. I think we all go through this in life, so we're going to talk about Like what to do in the meantime and how we go through that process and manage that process of, you know, being a dreamer, having goals and things that you aspire to be, but also dealing with the reality of where you are and how do you take those small steps to get to that place where God called you to without rushing, you know, so that you're ready. So we're going to talk about what is prosperity. Um, I was a part of a conference, a one day conference. Uh, this past weekend called prosper as your soul prospers Uh, shout out to uh, Brittany and Darrell Jones putting on a great uh, conference and I was on the panel and we answered a lot of questions um, around like what is prosperity and kind of how to deal with that as a believer because we know prosperity is one of those trigger words where sometimes people hear it and they get turned off and then sometimes people hear it and it's so emotionally they all in and so I believe in trying to properly talk through what prosperity is, and understand it from a biblical perspective. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about abstaining versus sustaining. You know what I'm saying? A lot of t- what I say, abstain? I can talk. Hold on. I can talk. I, I got it on my shirt now, people. I can talk. There you go. You can get it on the hat and the shirt. I mean, a, a cup and the shirt. Shout out to TCA Apparel uh, for that. For the shirt, for hooking me up with my merch. But we're going to talk about obtaining versus sustaining, which a lot of times we know that, you know, we spend a lot of times in our life trying to obtain things, trying to get to things. But then it's like, well, what do you do once you get it? You know what I mean? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about the freedom of entrepreneurship uh, and what God called us to do there and why there's value. We're going to talk about the children of Israel, but all things related to being stuck between the prize and the promise the promise and the prize you know how it is like you know god told you you were gonna be something great and you thought it was gonna happen overnight fam and it didn't happen overnight so the question is what do you do when you are somewhere between the promise and the prize this is episode 197 it's about to be a good one look if you enjoy this content like comment share subscribe all of those good things no matter where you listening at check us out on youtube at inspire guys people because that is where we share our daily inspiration all of the shorts that you want um if you just need 1 minute of inspiration to start your day we got it for you i say just about every single day you know what i'm saying this inspire guys people we about to get into it people we stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said when you open that bible you knew what you read about to deep in your soul the promise did not expire be inspired i can see beyond the tears you cry and the pain you feel i saw every hill you had to climb just to make it here when you say you ain't afraid to die is it fear all right guys people this is episode 197 between the promise and the prize we about to jump right into it man so it's a lot of things i want to kick it about today First, I want to talk to you about what is prosperity. I think that's a question worth asking ourselves so that we understand, like, how does God want us to think about prosperity? So before I go to the Bible, I'm going to just tell you what I kind of believe prosperity is in the short form, you know, like just straight to it. I believe prosperity is freedom. That's what it represents to me. Prosperity is freedom. Poverty is slavery. Those are my short like straight to it answers and obviously we're going to unpack that on today's show but if you want to know just like what do i think off the top prosperity is freedom it's not about money and i think that's the first mistake we make when we think about prosperity we think about money we think about material things we think about you know status symbols and i tell people all the time we got to stop chasing the status symbols without even having the status itself. So that's why we go after cars and you know things like jewelry and designer clothing brands to try to give off some status that we don't really have. It's just a symbol of a false status because you could be a billionaire and walk around in a white t-shirt. You don't have to have on a Gucci shirt or whatever other brands are out there today. I'm not even gonna try to name them, but you don't have to spend $500 on a t-shirt to kind of prove your wealth. You know what I mean? It's it's not about money. It's about freedom. And I think that's an important first step and thing to think about as it relates to prosperity, because when you think that prosperity is about money, then you chase money and then you start equating money to God and you start doing things for money that God didn't call you or tell you to do. But you have such a skewed um or misconstrued mindset and thought process about what prosperity is that i actually believe you could be out here doing things against god and saying that it's god and so we see you know this is kind of common in today's society a lot of people who live an anti-christian lifestyle meaning an anti-bible lifestyle like the things that i'm doing don't represent what jesus christ laid out in his word uh that a christian is the gifts of the spirit uh, the characteristics, the beatitudes, whatever you want to call it. We got people over here, out here openly living foul lives, but then saying that they're doing it in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christ. You got people cussing in one sentence and talking about God in the next. And it gets real confusing if we are being honest. And part of the issue with that is that they have a um a flawed view of what prosperity actually is. You feel what I'm saying? And so that's why it's important for us. To think about prosperity in its proper form. Lavelle, what up, bro? How you feeling, man? Prosperity is freedom, no doubt. And we're about to jump into exactly what that means. Freedom, having the opportunity to become who God called you to be. That's what prosperity represents to me. It is I don't want any obstacles or anything coming in between who and what God called and created me to be. So I am getting to prosperity to clear the runway to become that. Because the last thing I want to do is say, oh, God called me to be a business owner. And, and, oh, I could not never do it because, you know, I didn't have the money to go to school. Or God called me to be a corporate businessman and, you know, be a leader or whatever it is. Oh, but I couldn't do it because dot, dot, dot. And so what happens in this life, if we being real, is when you live enough life, You know, you start off innocent as a kid, but you live enough life and negativity just comes with life. Like the longer you live, there's like more reasons to be negative, disappointments, shortcomings, failures, some self-inflicted, some from the outside world and other people. But what ends up happening is a lot of us don't know how to evolve and grow and manage the daily things that come come at us in, in everyday life. And so what we do is we never become who God called us to be. We actually fall short or stop short of becoming that. But I believe prosperity is when you take advantage and maximize the gifts that God gave you to clear the way and minimize obstacles in order to become who God called you to be. Flat out. That's the way I view it. All right. So. I think something important for us to understand is, like I said, Prosperity is not about money. And when you think about it, some people think money is freedom. Money ain't freedom. Money alone ain't freedom. You can literally have money and not be free. Again, we just trying to set the tone to like legitimately understand understand what is prosperity. And you like looking at me like I'm crazy right now. Like my man is wild. And I'm telling you I'm not. Because you thinking, how is money not freedom? All right, I'm going to give you an example. No, like I don't. All right. Tiger Woods. Let's just let's just say that. I remember Tiger Woods when he got into his little trouble. We not you know, we ain't trying to throw Tiger under the bus or nothing, but just an example. Like when Tiger Woods got into all his little trouble, what's the first thing they do? They take your endorsements. They stop your money. They uh, stop uh, putting you on, on commercials or whatever it may be. And I think Nike was one of the few that stayed with Tiger. But whenever you see these celebrities get in trouble, what's the first thing they do? They stop their money. They start taking stuff from them. Well, if you were free, how is somebody taking something from you? And the reason is because a lot of times what we view as prosperity is really just slaves. It's people who are enslaved. They can't, they're not free. They can't do what they wanna do. They can't say what they wanna say without repercussions. And so they, you know, sometimes step outside of the box And what what happens? Oh, you get a smack on your hand. Like, hey, don't make me take your shoe deal away from you. Hey, don't make me take that car commercial away from you. Why? Because when we put ourselves in position to have to do things for money, according to the standards of people who do not serve the God we serve, we are not free. Now, I'm not saying, look, don't take offense to this because I ain't free either. I'm not out here operating in freedom. I got a job. My point is at the end of the day, we should be striving for the true prosperity in Christ to make sure that nothing comes between us. Another example. Let's say I like to use um, like Christian artists, like being a person who has made Christian rap music throughout the years and stuff. I've come across some artists that, you know, they they say and represent things in their music that don't necessarily represent a Christian lifestyle. And the exa- the, the excuse that you typically hear is because I got to feed my family. I got to, you know, just like you got a secular job in the world, I got to do this for dot, dot, dot. And every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, yo, they not free, fam. You not free if you have to write music to to please a record label that has lyrics that goes outside of your faith and your principles and your beliefs, anti-God, anti-bible. Nope no 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 i can't feel it bro that's not an that's not an excuse money money is in the way of so many things yo what's up honey nails rickman how you feeling what up Brittany? how you feeling good to see you sister so we're talking about like you know what like how to look at prosperity how to look at money And I believe you have to put your money in its place or it's going to do what it want to do. So some of us have money. It's like a Tasmanian devil running around your house doing whatever it want to do. You don't understand prosperity. So you chasing the wrong thing. So let's move on about that. Right. When when I think about the fact of like truly what is prosperity, I like to really go through uh, Psalm 37. You feel what I'm saying? Alexis, what's up? How you doing, sister? What up, Tanya? You know, you know how I, I'm gonna talk my talk, I'm gonna sing my song. Let's check out Psalms um S- Psalms uh 37, y'all. I should have actually I should have actually put it on the screen, but I didn't. I apologize. It's on my phone though. You can go to yours. I'ma just ro- read through a couple scriptures. I ain't reading the whole thing. When you start at verse three, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. This is the new living translation. Psalms 37 and 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good then you will live safely in the land and prosper all right cool right there let's just let's just chill with that right there trust in the lord and do good then you will live safely in the land and prosper all right let's keep it going verse 4 is my absolute favorite it says take delight in the lord and he will give you your heart's desires now i believe this is one of the scriptures in the bible that we just completely either misunderstand in the church or like we just like, forget it. I ain't trying to hear it. Why do I say that? When you say, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Do you know what it means to take delight in the Lord? It means to want what he wants. So this is what's crazy. The Bible is telling you when you want what God wants, he will give you what you want. And the problem with some of us, we think that the scripture is saying, God asking you shall receive. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. We forget to say the first part of the scripture that says, take delight in the Lord. So when you take that one line out and just say, hey, he will give you your heart desire. What a problem is, the Bible also says, you know, out of your heart comes the issue flows, the issues of life. Our hearts in our own flesh ain't right, fam. It ain't right. It ain't right. It ain't right. Oh, no, it ain't right. My heart ain't just right, fam. Like, I'm not just this pure. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, I'm nipple We got to stop putting ourselves on the pedestal and understand who you really are in your flesh and the challenges the Bible says to deny yourself daily. If you were so great, why you got to deny yourself? You feel what I'm saying? You got to deny. I got to deny me for a reason because I got some issues in my heart. So the first thing I need to do is put my heart in order by taking delight in the Lord. That means I'm waking up, denying myself, following Christ. And I'm telling God, Lord God, I know I wanted to make it to the NBA and be worth about 250 million right now. Lord God, I know what I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even gonna tell y'all everything I wanted. But my point is, there are some times that we wanted things in life that God didn't want for us. And if you don't understand this one thing right here, you will go down a path of prosperity that has nothing to do with God. You feel me? Be happy with God's instructions. I love that. You feel what I'm saying, Lavelle? (laughs) Don't trust nothing Lavelle say, y'all. No, check out his show, Quarantine with Lavelle. Tanya, the songs are going to flow out. You know they're going to flow out. Thank you all on the live stream for the comments. If you're listening on audio, then you should check it out on YouTube, too, or Facebook. All right. So what is my point? At the end of the day, we have to first delight ourselves in the Lord. Now, here's what happens when that happens. Here's what happens when that happens. I could talk people. I can't talk when when I say I no longer want the things that Jermaine wanted for Jermaine. I no longer have to go to the NBA. I no longer have to make money the way that I wanted to make money. I no longer have to be a star with my name in lights, because I always wanted to be a star. And that's how we do. Like, we chase our heart as if it's the word of God. But what God is calling you to truly do on some real stuff, y'all, is to say, forget what I wanted, God. What do you want for me? Who did you create and call me to do for your glory, for your purpose? Because I never read in the Bible that Noah wanted to uh, build the ark. Like, I never read in the Bible that Noah growing up just Always said, I want to build the largest boat and do this because I'm going to be the greatest builder. See, that's the difference between the Ark and the Titanic. We got a whole podcast about that, so I'm not going to jump into it. It's one of our earlier shows. Look on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and listen to the podcast. What is wrong with y'all, people? You need to be listening to all the shows. Go back to episode one, people. We got what you need. We got what you need. We got what you need. We got. All right. What am I talking about? What up, Miss Nikki? How you feeling? My point is the difference between the Ark and the Titanic is that they built the Titanic out of man's heart, man's desire, their own desire to build the largest ship. Right. To get all the glory. Noah built the Ark for God's purpose and God's plan. God actually told him to build the Ark and then gave him the exact instructions and made sure he had access to all the materials to do what God wanted him to do. What I'm trying to tell you people is that on some real stuff, when you change your heart, when I change my heart and say, God, I no longer have to do what I want to do, but I am trying to figure out what did you create me to do? What did you give me the gifts to do? And when you do that, you get out of your own way and you say, God, now I want for me what you want for me. God, I want to be what you called me to be and when you make up in your mind that you now want what god wants for you then he gives you what you want it's low-key a like a entendre that's so crazy because god is saying i'm gonna give you what you want when you want what i want yo I'm going to give you what you want when you want what I want. But if you don't want what I want, you can't have what I have. So a lot of us live our lives never actually achieving the full potential of what God created us to be and what he created us to do. So we end up living this entire life and never seeing what he created us for. Y'all not trying to hear me. Like, that's the thing. Like, the title of the podcast with um it's literally called the, the Ark versus the Titanic. Man, Lori. Ooh, dead man. Walking. You feel me? That's very deep, y'all. So, so so when we start thinking about prosperity, when we take our minds off of prosperity being a Rolex watch, prosperity being a car. Now, let me deal with that, right? Because some people might be like, no, nah, what's the deal? See, we like, we read the Bible and we live our Christianity very carnal. I'm going to just be so real with you. I'm going to just be so real with you. I'm going to be realer than you ever can feel it. I'm all in the spirit. I know that you hear it. All right, come on. The problem with us is that we live these lives. Chasing these things out of order. And here's what it ends up looking like and playing out is that all right, I want it, I want money and things because we're we're super carnal. Oh Jay, ain't nothing wrong with this. Let, let let's play it out. So let's say I allow myself, and am talking about me, I ain't talking about you. Let's say I allow myself to be caught up in material things and look at prosperity. Um, based on material things, this happens in life. So, here's what happens God is calling me to let's say go out and speak to people and inspire people, which inspire God's people is actually my purpose. If you listen to this podcast, you would know that this whole show is me living out my purpose. And so, if God called me to inspire his people, but then I get more caught up in every time you see me, I got to wear Gucci because. I was looking at these other celebrities and, you know, the way they blew up is staying relevant and, you know, having on the latest clothes and all this stuff. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with wearing Gucci, y'all. We got to mature. Rock with me. This is this ain't the milk part. You know what I'm saying? The milk part. We did that early on to, to set up the foundation of this show. We had a different part of the entree right now. And so what I'm saying is that I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with Gucci and these designer brands. But what I'm saying is that we allow ourselves to get so caught up into it. That now we preaching and we got the clothes right. Like you Gucci'd out, you got your chain on, you look the part. But what happens when God just like wants you to be looking regular and speak his word? Like imagine if I got to, do I got to, Jermaine, why you got to, hold on, I got to talk to myself real quick. Why do you got to be so... The thing the problem with you, bro, is like you you just say stuff how it is, and like people don't want to hear how it is. They want to hear, like they want to hear politically correct, and like that's your problem because you like you're not politically correct enough, and you're about to tell them something, and you're gonna say how it is, and they're gonna get mad at you because like how you are. And I I don't know why you're like this. I know you, I've known you my whole life, but I don't, I don't even fully get you, bro. Listen, guys. Um Clowns have to dress up to put on the show. Did I say it? Did you say it? You said it. Clowns have to dress up to put on the show. I'm not a clown. See, I think we lose our humanity when we get caught up in the branding of everything. Some of us got the brand. Like, we got the video, the video crispy, the editing coming at the right spot. You got on the coldest outfit. I'm going to just be real with y'all, man. Look, and I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about you. I can't get caught up in wearing a CODIS outfit all the time. Why? First of all, I like fashion. I do like to dress nice. But the, the problem is I don't want to become a person who loses myself in my image. So there are times that I got to deny myself like, oh, just chill out. You don't have to like, no, they don't have to dress no certain type of way just to keep to remain humble in myself because at the end of the day, I will lose myself. Now, you may not have a problem I have. But at the end of the day, I know that if I get too caught up in the imagery and the marketing, that I will go so far off in that stuff that the word of God will be lost. The Bible talks about examining yourself before you examine somebody else and figure out what's wrong with them. And one of the things I believe is a foundational piece of prospering in Christ is first examining yourself. You got to know what's wrong with you. I have to look at me and figure out like, ooh, all right, you got to, no, you're not a clown, bro. You don't don't need a uniform to dress up before you do a podcast every day. Like, okay, you might dress nice. Like, just be yourself. Sometimes I dress nice, y'all. I want to be real with y'all. You might run into me at Kroger, and I look like your uncle that live with grandma and ain't about to change no time soon. Like that, like, I'm just telling you, like, There are times that I get up and go to the store and I'm like, man, if somebody see me, they're going to be like, are you inspired God's people? Because you look toe up right now, brother. And I'm like, well, all I wanted was some almond milk. So let me look toe up. All right, we're going to get back to the point. I'm going to talk my talk. All right, so let's go back to the Bible real quick. Psalm 37. All right, verse five says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. All right, so the first thing is we got to put our problems in God's hands. We have to put our burdens in God's hands. And a lot of times we walking around carrying these burdens. And it's to the point that we ain't just carrying our burdens. We carrying other people's burdens. And I get why you do it. It's because you love them. It's because you want to see the best for them. But the problem is God didn't call you to carry other people's burdens. I don't see that in his word. Never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. (singing) <singing> hey, y'all like to shout right I don't really shout that ain't my style but my point is I don't see in the Bible where it says yo Jermaine go carry everybody's burdens I see in the Bible where the Lord tells me to cast my burdens on him so if I gotta cast my burdens on him I need to tell y'all to cast y'all burdens on him cause I can't carry your burdens I can't do it fam so we have to Trust God. See, when you cast your burdens onto God, it is a sign of trust. And when you hold on to your own burdens, what you're saying is that, God, I don't trust you. I'm doing this myself because I don't believe if I pass it on to you and delegate the task to you that you're going to actually do it. That's what micromanagers sometimes do at work. And some people who don't allow people to grow They hold on to tasks. And if they give it to you, they got to watch you every step of the way while you do the task. They're not going to let you go and do your thing by yourself. And so some of us have a micromanaging problem with God. We actually think we're God's manager. Like we think God works for us. We're the manager. All right, God, I'm going to give you these burdens. I'm going to give you these trials. I'm going to give you these things I'm stressing about. And I'm going to watch you do it. I'm not going to allow you to do it and allow you to be God, I'm going to micromanage you to make sure you do what I want you to do. But I thought the Bible said that you should want what he wants for you, not that he should want what you want for him. Some of us got a God complex, and I get it. These are challenging things we're trying to break down so that we can get to true prosperity. And this is why you have, you know, people who get manipulated And abused and, you know, give all their money and wonder where it went, because at the end of the day, you think the money is God. And there are some preachers that preach like the money is God because they themselves have not cast over the cares and the burdens to God. Maybe they're trying to build their church and they don't think they could do it unless they manipulate people to get a certain amount of money and so nobody wants to teach about prosperity in its proper form because if you know what prosperity is in its proper form then now i gotta trust god that you're gonna give what you're gonna give and i'm not here to manipulate what you give or what you do i just gotta trust him that he's gonna provide for me right so that i could prosper you feel what i'm saying still working on it me too Britt. i'm not mad at you what up gina And so what am I saying? Brittany, what up, what up, Britt? What what I'm saying, y'all, is that we got to examine ourselves. And I'm not here to tell you that my problems are your problem. You feel what I'm saying? Like, your problem might not be my problem. All I'm saying is I'm looking at me and I'm examining myself and I'm trying to keep myself in check and say, yo, balance it out, Jay. You know, there are some things that I like and like, I like nice things. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. I like nice things. And because I came from the hood and I grew up not necessarily being able to get everything I want, there are times in life where I gotta hold myself back and say, yo, don't let your character become that you know you just gotta always stuff gotta always be nice or you too you know too good to have like the car now that the, where the where the passenger door don't open because it was a time y'all where where I meant the driver the driver's door in my my 88 Monte Carlo didn't open, you know what I'm saying and I pulled up to the school. In, uh, to the dorm and there was people out there and I just chilled in the car for a good 10 minutes. they like, what up, Jay? You come I'm like, nah, bro, I'm chilling in here, dog. Little do they know, you know the insecurity kick in because this door don't open and I don't want to see y'all uh, I don't want y'all to see me climb out the passenger side, alright? So sometimes you got to deny yourself and God will humble you and keep you in that space where it's like, bro, like, you about to look, Britt, like, you about to walk out you about to climb out this passenger side because you ain't too good for that. You know what I'm saying? And and the problem I think a lot of us have, y'all, is we get too good for God. Like, we get to a point where we legitimately think we too good for God because we thought prosperity was money and stunting on people and all this. Listen, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. The things will be added. Here's the beauty of it. God as the things after the character has been built. So what we talking about right now is character building things so that when you get the money, when you get the stuff, it won't even define you. You feel what I'm saying? Because, look, some of us, let's be real. You want the stuff so you can show people. Oh, I want to show people this. Look, man, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not really trying to show y'all nothing. If you want me to be real, number one, it don't matter. I don't have I'm not the richest person. I don't got the most stuff in the world. I don't got the best stuff in the world. And I don't want my character to be wrapped up in the stuff. And there's been times, y'all, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Sometimes um, you have to be wise in your decision making. You feel what I'm saying? Yo, what up, Drew Young? In the comments, you say you watching my podcast. Now you eligible for heaven. Listen, brother, you might be saved now that you are watching this podcast. You feel me? Thank y'all, man. So much love in the comments. Um, I appreciate y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all like I try to be as transparent as possible when I'm talking through these things. Know that like any of the content I talk about on the podcast has filtered. I've I've examined myself. There's things I've dealt with first. And there are times that we are a slave to money and we justify it because when you think that prosperity is is things, then you attach the thing to God. I'm going to give y'all this example. And I've shared this example on the show before and this will be quick. And it's like, you know, we had our, when we had, there There was a house that we had, me and my wife, and it was a big house. And it's a dope house. Like, if I'm just being real, it was like, it's just me and her. Like, and it was this, it's this house and you pull up to the house and it just look away. You know what I'm saying? It look away. We love the house. It was, it was a great time, but it came to a point, um, last year in the market we were in and me looking at some financials as far as like, The money we can make and the moves that we can make if we sold the house, I thought selling the house was actually the more responsible thing to do. And I also thought we didn't need as big a house. So it was kind of like, yo, let's get a smaller house, but let's sell this house at the top of the market, make the money that we're going to make off of this, reallocate it, invest, do all these things, right? That are kind of responsible things that we've learned along the way. And I'm going to be real. I just want to be all the way real with y'all. It was a little struggle at first because of the image of the house. And it was kind of like, yo, but I kind of like having this big crib. Like, I like having this house that people pull up to. And I'm I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a big house. But some of us, because we think prosperity is materialistic in the thing, when it's time to let the thing go, we holding on to it even when it's the best, the worst thing for us. Sometimes things are good for you in a certain season. And that same thing could be bad for you in another season. That house served us well for the years, the few years that we lived in it. But it was more valuable for me selling that house than holding on to it for an image of anybody who might've came to that house. It wasn't even a lot of people. We don't, I don't, a lot of people don't come to my house. I take like, I'm the kind of person that takes coming to my home very seriously. If you ever been in my home, that means like I feel a way about you. You know what I'm saying? And so- Like I had to let that go and God still blessed me with something good. But if I was caught up in the image, I wouldn't have been able to let it go, which means I wouldn't have even been able to make the money that we made. And so the reason that we are talking about building character and understanding prosperity, because as a successful person, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, as a professional, you are going to have to make moves. And sometimes you're going to have to sell an asset that is valuable to you emotionally. Sometimes you're going to have to buy something like you're going to have to move around and do things. And one of the things that I've noticed Growing up in poverty and then making it at least to some little level of success, however you want to define it, the the difference between how successful people move and how people in poverty move is that everything in poverty is emotional. Everything. Everything, 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 everything in poverty is emotional. Every decision is emotional. Every like we hold on to the house that grandma lived in for 100 years because it's emotion. People who are successful will be to flip that house 10 different times, lived in 10 different states and done 10 different things by the time a person in poverty takes one step. All right. I know it's it's like it's tough. It's tough how I be talking, y'all. What up, Johnny? How you feeling, bro? You ain't even invite me in right. <laughs> Listen, listen, y'all, y'all to make it on the next one, Tanya. Thank you, Britt. Thank you, thank you. Listen, y'all. Um, so, so look, I'm I, all right. Let's move on. I, I want to read a couple more scriptures in Psalm thirty-seven because we just trying to understand prosperity. Because the reason I'm I'm sharing this with you is again where I come from, y'all. Like the people that I grew up with, and and even myself, what I've been guilty of in the past is not knowing when to when to to. Hold an asset when the selling an asset, and so we we stay in this cycle, and we're waiting on God to move, and we ain't moved. And it's kind of like it's kind of like you looking at him like, all right, I want you to move, and he looking at you like, but I told you to move though. And, and we're 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 praying for something, and we're waiting on like the wizard. And you get to the to down the yellow brick road, and it, it was just Richard Pryor behind the curtain, like it, it was no wizard. God was waiting on you to do something. We're talking about faith, not magic. You feel what I'm saying? Some of us want to be magicians, y'all. That was the dagger. I feel, look, Lori. Lady Doddell, how you doing? That was, y'all know I'm going to hit you with a dagger. It's always a dagger. It's always a dagger. All right, so I'm sharing these things because I want us to know how to move So that we can get to prosperity. I I got some good like we ain't even, I gotta keep this moving because we haven't even got to the good stuff. We about to like, I'm about to say a couple things. Let me just get to it. All right, let me get to the through this scripture. Um, Psalms 37, verse 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Listen, y'all, the Bible. It's telling you in Psalm 37, I advise you read Psalm 37, the entire division of Psalm 37 on your free time tonight. Just read that one chapter. It constantly is telling us to do things like trust in the Lord, wait on the Lord, give it to God, be still in his presence. Listen, some of us, we doing too much, bro. You, do, you moving too fast. You moving faster than God is speaking. And sometimes we just got to chill in the presence of God and say, Lord, what are you saying? And I'm talking about me, too. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Me. Be still and trust God. Don't do too much. You worrying too much. Chill out. But then it also says this. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their evil, wicked schemes. So some of us, we get jealous of the evil people who are prospering and we're so jealous of the people in the world and the fact that they are prospering and they're not doing it God's way that we looking at God and we getting mad and we saying, God, why is it that, you know, you told me to be abstinent? Why is it that you told me to be faithful? Why is it told you, you told me to, you know, not do this or not do this? And this person is cussing and twerking and Smoking in a video and driving a Lambo home. It's because we think that the Lambo is prosperity. And God is saying in Psalms, don't worry about evil people who prosper. Don't worry about their wicked and evil ways. Because that ain't even the prosperity that I'm taking you to. So the reason I'm trying to take your mind off of material things It's so that your mind can get focused on the real things that God wants to do in your life. The real prosperity, y'all. There is a real prosperity that God has for you that ain't got nothing, nothing to do with no size of your house, with the the type of car or the rims that's on your car or the the Gucci or a Miri or whatever branded purse and T-shirt and hat you got on. That stuff ain't nothing compared to what God is going to do for you. Because once your mind get off of that stuff and get on what God wants your mind to be on, that's when inner peace starts happening. That's when deliverance starts happening. That's where change starts happening. That's where you start being able to be set free from stuff that you've never been able to be set free from and things that have followed you your whole life, things that you keep falling in and you keep uh, tripping back in. And God is saying it's because you looking at the wrong thing. You distracted. You can't be distracted and walk by faith. Some of us saying we walking by faith, but we looking the other way, bro. When you when it's time when it's time to walk by faith, y'all feel me? You got to walk. And you got to be focused on God. So the Bible says, don't worry about the evil people who prosper. Like, man, I'm can I be real with y'all? Like, I barely scroll my timeline these days. I might try to give it three minutes some days of scrolling my timeline. And it's like, I just be, I have to do a whole lot of unfollowing or something because it's like some of the stuff people ain't talking about nothing. And I'm too busy to waste my time on nothing. I'm going to just be real with anybody who watching this, listening, wherever you at. Like can you do me a favor and talk good on your timeline so that the five minutes that I spend on social media scrolling can be inspiring to me, can be uplifting and encouraging to me. I don't care about the latest TikTok dance challenge. I don't care who was arguing with who and who lied to who and who cheated on who and who. I don't care because I'm too busy trying to become who God called me to be. I'm too busy with my own problems. My own trials, my own tribulations, my own shortcomings that I need to work through. Social media has somehow turned us into people who wake up more worried about everybody else's life than our own. All right. Uh, it's like this is the stuff I i know you, man. This is the stuff I be doing. All right. um, Man. All right. Let's let's move on. I'm going to move past. Read Psalm 37 on your own time. We got through that one. Um. The second thing I want to talk about is, you know, we, we I said that prosperity is about freedom. And I just want to reference the children of Israel. You feel what I'm saying? I got to go light. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to go light. The children of Israel started off with freedom. What do we know? Moses goes to Pharaoh, let my people go. The people were enslaved and the beginning of their prosperity was to be set free. What up? What up? What up, Stephanie? Say so you want to be toxic on your timeline? I can't do it. I can't deal with you. That's why I got to ignore y'all. Um, so here's the importance, y'all, of freedom, right? Because in order for you to do what God wants you to do and to become who he wants you to become, you're going to have to be free. That's why Moses went and said, Pharaoh, let my people go. God wasn't going to be able to do what he wanted with the children of Israel while they were in bondage. So we gotta get ourselves release of the chains of this world. Whatever those chains are in your life, these chains could be different things, y'all. And it's very layered and it's very deep. And so you gotta know yourself. Um, again, at the event I was at um, this weekend, they talked. A couple people commented and talked about knowing your triggers. I thought that was an amazing thing. Actually, Brittany Harris, who's on this podcast right now, is one of the people who talked about that. Knowing your triggers and I, that stood out to me because for me in my life. Like I had in order to grow, I had to look at me and know my own weaknesses. All right. So the children of Israel become free and then they go into the wilderness for for 40 years. And I want you to think about something. They're in the wilderness for 40 years. And this podcast is called Between the Promise and the Prize. So they were going to the promised land. This is the land that they were promised, right? And so the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to think about how God works. I want us to be thinking about how God works. When God promises something, there are times in our lives that we expect it overnight. And we're saying, all right, God, you said I was getting to the promised land and I'm expecting to wake up overnight and be there. But then there's this time period between the promise and the prize. And sometimes that time period is 40 years and we don't know what to do with it. Sometimes it's 15 years and we don't know what to do with it. Sometimes it's 10 years and we don't know what to do with it. So we got to look at the Bible. First of all, the children of Israel were human. So after four weeks, one month in slavery, uh, free from slavery, they get free from slavery. Within one month, they were complaining. And they literally uttered these words, y'all. This is how crazy we could be. They literally said, at least when we were slaves, we had food at least when we were slaves we were taken care of what happens with some of us in our lives is that we chase god for a small period of time because we think the prize comes directly after the promise and so we feel like we were sold that christianity and salvation was this instant instant success like oatmeal like instant oatmeal Instant grits, one minute rice. Like those are the things we like in our lives. And we want our salvation and our walk with God to be an instantaneous blessing, instantaneous everything that I ever wanted, the desires of my heart. And you haven't even learned what it means for God to give you the desires of your heart. And so because we want that, we walk with God for a short period of time. Maybe it's three years, maybe it's five years. And then we give God an ultimatum. And then something better, a different doctrine. Another type of church, another type of religion comes along later, and it sounds better. God did. The world starts using these terminologies, and they terminology sound better because it's new, and it tickles our fancy, and we got itching ears because we like, God, I walked with you long enough, and it didn't happen. So then we bail on God. And that's what the children of Israel wanted to do within four weeks of freedom. And so we start saying, man, before I was at least, before I was living for God, at least I had this. At least I wasn't lonely. At least I can go out with my friends and hang out and we can get, you know, get it in, like whatever we do. And so we tell ourselves, God, I gave you my, I gave you those two years. I gave you those three years and you ain't do nothing. And it's because nobody ever really told us that there is going to be a gap between the promise and the prize. So the children of Israel go all these years before they even reach the promised land, the land of milk and honey. I'm going to tell you one of the most amazing things in the book of Joshua once they, you know, actually once the, once the, the land of milk and honey, the promised land comes within sight. Imagine first being 40 years into something now you're, now it's your kids. It's the whole different generation that's even about to take over. This what was interesting to me. They spent all those years trying to get to the land of milk and honey, the promise that God was giving them, and when they got there, they had to fight for it. Woo! This is where I get so crazy. Yo, <laughs> I need I need a break. Hold on, I need a break, y'all. Um. I'm thirsty now. You know what I'm saying? Can I be thirsty? Um, they they get to the promised land, and what I'm thinking in my mind is God, if you promise me something, then I'ma just get there. This is gonna be easy. Like we like God, you promised it. We're gonna walk in this promised land, and this, oh, you God said you're doing this. God called God called you to be, uh, God called you to do, and we think because. Because we said it with more emotion that it's going to happen quicker. And uh, you get there and God is like, okay, now fight for what I called you to. Like, hold on, wait. It's more directions, God? But wait, there's more. (laughs) And so we don't know how to deal with that time. So, another example. Joseph. Joseph in the book of Genesis. Um... Everybody know. Everybody know. Y'all look. I appreciate y'all in the comments. Much love. They gonna get. They gonna get these songs. Um, Joseph in the Bible is, I believe, seventeen years old. Um, in the book of Genesis, when um, the Lord gives him a dream, he shares this dream with his brothers. I've talked about this many times on this show, but he, he shares this dream with his brothers, and they think he crazy. Number one, they think he arrogant, and they think he wilding. And they end up selling him into slavery instead of killing him. So I guess this is, hey, this is kind of a good thing. He gets sold into slavery. And all these years go by, right? He's in he's in prison. He goes from the palace to prison. Potiphar's wife situation. Imagine being Joseph and, you know, 15, 20 years ago, God called, gave you this big dream and how it was going to be so great. And the people that you shared the dream to... They sell you into slavery. Now you're in prison. Imagine sitting there in that moment. These are the things I think about, and I want us to meditate on this, because you got to think about the darkest moments sometimes, because you're going to have to survive your valleys. And some of us, you know, we make this stuff sound so good that we skip past the real parts. Like Joseph had some valleys. He was sitting in prison and didn't give up. There was a gap between the promise and the prize. There was some situations that happened between when God gave him his dream, when God said he was going to do whatever he was going to do. And all these years go by and you sitting in prison and the devil is in your head saying, man, I told you you wasn't nothing. I told you you wasn't smart. God said you was going to do what? You was going to have a business, bro. You were going to become an executive. You wild. And you were going to be a millionaire. You were going to help people, inspire gods. What? Like, man, you wild. You an imposter. Look at you sitting here and your dream still ain't came true. And it's been 15 years. And you've been talking about, I walk by faith and not by sight. Man, God ain't God. You better go with these people around the corner that's saying that the black man is God. You better go with these people over here that's saying, this thing is God. This Like, this is the things that happen in life. And you get to those valleys. And because all because you thought prosperity was a new car or a big house, you turned off God when those things didn't happen. And you found yourself in a valley between the promise and the prize. And so a lot of times we don't know what to do. Amen. Vision without full details. I love that, Brittany. And so we find ourselves in this situation like Joseph, but instead of staying and hanging on, we give up. And I want you to understand once Joseph got to where God called him to, it was emotional. But he had to bless the people that sold him into slavery. Yo. See, the reason you got to change how you think about prosperity Is because God ain't going to bless no petty person. God needs you to have full character. He needs you to have went through something, to have developed discipline, to have grown, to develop empathy for people and sympathy for people and understanding and be a visionary and understand the bigger picture and wants what he wants. And then he blesses you. And then you now have the ability to bless people that lied on you. Bless the people that tried to kill you, didn't want to kill you, sold you into slavery. See, the problem with some of us is we haven't converted our hearts over to God to say, God, if you want me to bless the haters, or you want me to bless the people that was talking about me, so be it. When you start walking with God, all these little petty like things that people say on social media, that stuff like no, that's not in the Bible. That's not how God works. Joseph had to bless the people that sold him into slavery. I ain't say it wasn't going to be emotional. I ain't say you wasn't going to cry when you did it. I ain't going to say it wasn't going, it was going to be easy, but God blessed him to do it. And at the end of that, at the end of that, that story, it says that God did this to preserve life. Now, once you understand that prosperity is about freedom to preserve life, Because God's plan, that's why God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. God loves people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to save us, people. The greatest commandment is to lay down your life for a friend, people. To lay down your life for a brother or a sister. That's people. And so what happens when you grow as a leader When you grow and get some discipline and some character that we all need and we all have to do, then instead of you just looking at money as being something that you could stun on people with, money as being something that you can, you know, rah, 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 beat your chest about and prosperity is you showing off your big house. You start understanding that God wants you to do other things, that God might want you to create a platform or have a conference that blesses other people. That you have a podcast that blesses other people. It ain't about all about you. It ain't all about you showing off what you got. And we live in this world that everybody want to show off all this stuff that they got. Show me your purpose. Show me your character. Show me your discipline. Your car is cool. That's nice. That's cute. I like cars. I like every car. Man, I just love cars. I like stuff. Like, I'm just being real. I like stuff. That's why I can't get all caught up in it and let it define me because I'll be lost somewhere, y'all. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? I'll be on this boy stunting on this podcast with with a diamond chain and some diamond earrings or something. I don't know what I would do if I let myself really do what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Instead of what God wants me to do. That's why we got to be focused on God freedom to preserve life all right so you got the promise you got the prize um David another example he was anointed at about about 15 years old Samuel found him in the in the field tending to the sheep um went through all his brothers and uh Jesse his dad wasn't even trying to show him Samuel like no it's some it's something these ain't it it's something else all right see All right, I'm going to get to that later. I just want you to understand, David was anointed to be king at around 15 years old and did not step into the kingdom as the king until about 30. And so you have 15 years between the promise and the prize. So the, the message there for all of us, for me included, is to say that whatever God promised you, it's in his timing. It's in his timing. It's in his purpose. So... The best thing we can do is to want what he wants. And so now I'm praying, God, thy will, not my will, Lord, and being real about it. OK, God, that's in your hands. I ain't even got to wake up worrying about it no more because I didn't gave it over to you. And if you want to bless me, if you want this to happen, you're going to do it. And if you don't, I guess I'm going to have to deal with not having that thing that I thought I wanted or needed or was going to find me. Now I want for me what you want for me, God. All right. So to give me the desire of my heart. I only want what you want. All right. You want me to build an art? Give me the plan. I'll build it. What do you want me to do? I'll do it. Oh, you gave me this gift for this. Oh, I thought you gave me this gift to be a star. I thought I had this gift to put my name in lights. And for me to, uh, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to hit the red carpet because that's what we call prosperity. And so then we get confused when we see people who have the blessings, the things that represent prosperity in our mind, but they're not living for God. And we get conflicted because the devil has us thinking stuff is prosperity that ain't prosperity. So we thinking like, well, this person's sing about demonic activity and their whole life is dedicated to anti-Bible lyrics and imagery. But but they got the Lambo, and they live in Beverly Hills, and, and that was what I wanted, God. So 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 wait a minute. No, this, this person is prospering, and God is saying, no, I'm trying to get your mind off of all that stuff. Like it says in Psalms 37, um, it actually says, back in verse 7, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper, or fret about their wicked schemes and then it says in verse 9 for the wicked will be destroyed but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land the land the land come on y'all Brittany you got to get a journal for the podcast Man, you really you have grown, Stephanie. Once you pray that prayer, you feel me? What up, Shauna? Man, we really gotta want what God wants. What up, Jen? So, so what am I saying, y'all? We got a couple more things. What ends up happening? Like th- this is why I love this podcast because, like, we we talking about real life stuff that I genuinely believe that if you do this stuff, your life will change. So many times in life, people are selling us stuff on the Internet and do this and sign up here and click here. And I'm telling you, like, this is what episode 197. That means we have over about 207 to 210 episodes in total. And I am literally telling you that I believe that if you go and listen to this podcast from episode one, go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Start at the audio. Go to YouTube. I'm telling you, there are going to be things that you can apply to your life that will literally... Y'all think I'd be joking on Facebook when I'm making all these posts about my podcast. I'm really low-key serious. So here's what happens, y'all. When you understand what prosperity is, A, I understand prosperity. I understand now that prosperity is about freedom, freedom to become who God called me to be without any obstacles in my way. Okay, I understand that. Now Jermaine got you. The second thing that I understand is that there is purpose in the wild. So there's this time between when I was promised what God told me I was going to get and when I actually received the prize. But in the wilderness, those 40 years, for Joseph, those 20 years, prison, all that, there's purpose taking place. When Joseph was in prison, he met the person who would end up getting out before him and then talking to the king and, and reminding the king, oh, there was this dude I met in prison that interpret dreams. What I'm telling you is don't think just because you in the valley ain't no purpose in the valley. There is purpose in the wild. Wrote a song about it like the here, here go. I wrote a song about it for real. We were slaves and now we're free. In the... I forgot the Feels more like a trial and test. Don't waste time in the wilderness. We were slaves and now we're free. It's not what we thought would be. Feels more like a trial and test. Don't waste time in the wilderness. You got to listen to my music, J. Will Music. You got to look that up. I got a lot of songs. So there's purpose in the wild. Uh, You feel what I'm saying? There is purpose in the valley. You feel what I'm saying? Um, And so what ends up happening, purpose in the process, what ends up happening is once you know what prosperity is, so you've shifted your mindset about prosperity now. You're not thinking that prosperity is you walking in with your hair done and a red dress and you the flyest person in the room. And I'm not saying it is that that's wrong or it's never time for that. Listen, if I'm traveling, me and my wife going on a trip, we're going to go to a nice dinner. Yes, we're going to dress up. We're going to look nice. What I'm saying is that's not what I'm throwing in people's face, though. You get what I'm saying? I'm not waking up every morning thinking, you know what, guys? What can I throw in my Facebook friends faces today no keep the. you are able to keep those material things in their proper place once you understand that they are not the source or the the real value of prosperity that god has called you to those things are secondary so you can keep them in their proper place you don't have to throw them in everybody's face you don't have to be defined by them sometimes i look nice sometimes i'm bunny bummy bunny i'm not i'm never bunny i don't know what that means that sound kind of weird but okay I can't talk to people. All right. Listen, We got it on the shirt today. I can talk. Shout out to TCA apparel, TCA on Instagram. Um, so now that you understand that, what happens is when you understand there's purpose in the wild. Now, God, instead of wasting time in the wild, which is what a lot of us do when we waste time when we're bored. So the wild, the wilderness represent like, yo, ain't nothing happening. But for the children of Israel, that's when they, the, that's when they um, established the covenants. That's when they, um, you know, built certain things for God and, and, and set the the Ten Commandments. Like all these guidelines took place. So what I'm telling you is like in your valley in the wilderness, that's where God is developing you. I said this before in a previous podcast, but I'm a, I'm gonna repeat it today. Um, that <laughs> Jen threw through the bunny emoji, you wild for that. That is so wild. Um, I said this on a previous podcast, but I'm going to repeat it today. And that is that, you know, I used to be the one hour photo guy at Kmart when I was a teenager. So I was the guy, if you come in Kmart department store, anybody who remember Kmart, just like Walmart for y'all young people. Um, and I was the one hour photo guy. So people would come in with their disposable camera and take the pictures and, and leave them with me for an hour. And you come back and you got your pictures. Uh, When I learned how to develop photos, I thought it was interesting because the first thing I had to do was take the film out, but it had to be, it was this dark bag that I put my hands in, I zip it up, everything is in there, and I had to expose the film in the dark. You had to be in a dark room to develop it. The pictures are not developed in the light. You'll destroy them. And there, what I'm saying to you is that God needs to develop you in a dark room. Some of us want to be on the stage. We want to be in the limelight so bad. We want to be at the forefront because we don't realize yet that our heart hasn't been changed to want what God wants. We want still what we want because we want to stun on people and we want everybody to think we the dopest and the best. But what God wants to, to do is get you in a quiet place, away from those people, away from those situations. And he wants to develop you. So that you, once you are exposed, can be a finished product. Because if you're exposed too early and you jump out there too early and you're not ready, the blessing is going to break you. The blessing is going to break you. What was supposed to make you was going uh, What was supposed to... All right. What was supposed to save you was going uh. All right. Anyway, that's where I get the writing music at. Um, so l- let me say this, guys. We almost done. I got a couple more good things to say, though. So if you're enjoying this, though, like, comment, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe to Ad Inspire Guys people on YouTube and share this with somebody. Share it, share it, share it. All right. So once you got to that place where you understand what prosperity is, put it in its proper place. And then now you have allowed God to develop you in the wild, in the valley. You have allowed God to develop you in the dark. Here's what happens um once you get to that point then you are able to sustain the prosperity see we focus on obtaining so much how do you get there how do you do this everybody focuses on obtaining but what we should be doing y'all is sustaining so you got to get away from you got to get away from the part in life where you're just trying to constantly obtain And get to the point where you have enough character to keep it. And so the reason God wants to develop you in the dark and actually build your character, because once he gives you what you are promised, he wants you to be able to handle it with grace, with maturity, with understanding, with 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 care. Like like you ever seen a box that said fragile and it had glass in it or something and if you see somebody throwing that, like you ever got something in the mail, you order something like some glass, a, a glass, some a vase or something like a mug. You order it and in the mailman or something, they throwing it around. It's like, yo, it says fragile on the box. Listen, y'all, I've learned to treat my 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 purpose like like that fragile piece of glass in the box handle with care. And when you do that, now you can sustain it because. You don't lose your principles when you get your blessing. See, all these principles that God has blessed you with and developed you with, all these things that God has done, He wants you to be able to sustain it. He don't want you to get a blessing and then the blessing break you or you you lose it or it makes you worse. All right. Here's the last thing I want to say, y'all, before we get out of here. Um, Changing your mind is a choice. You know, I think a lot of times you know people want a magic potion they they really want magic and not faith they They want you to snap your fingers and overnight their life has changed. Hey, I walked up to the altar, I accepted Jesus. Why is my life not perfect? And blame God. But the reality is changing is a choice, your mind. I can't change your mind and and I'm gonna tell you some this is where it gets tough, so if if you're a very sensitive person. And, you, and you, you like the victim mentality. and You don't want nobody to tell you the truth. If I was you, I would probably turn off the podcast right now because it might get really real for you. Two siblings can grow up in the same house with the same parents, eat the same food for breakfast, lunch and dinner, go to, to the same uh, outings on the weekend, go to the same church with each other. And one of those people can become successful and one of them can become a failure. And sometimes I, I've asked myself, like, man, how is that possible? How can people live essentially the exact same lifestyle at the exact same time and produce different results? It's because it's in your mind. It's a choice. To follow God is a choice. To believe the Bible is a choice. And no matter what you say to some people, they're not going to change their mind. That's why I don't carry the burden of your mind. But I do give it over to the Lord. Because I'm telling you there is value in changing your mind and following Christ. But I also respect that it's your choice. I can't make you change. I'm telling you that this stuff works. I'm telling you it's real. I'm telling you it's a process and it takes time. But you got to look yourself in the mirror and make a choice. That's something that successful people do a lot better than people who are not successful. They make definitive, life-changing decisions they make a choice. When they're choosing a stock to invest in, they make a choice. When they're buying or selling an asset, they make a choice and they stick with it. Indecisive people end up living life in circles. Hey, you can't. When you choose nothing, you choose everything. And so a lot of us are walking around indecisive. We haven't truly chosen God. Like, let's just be real. Like, look, man, I'm the type, man, Hey, I'm I appreciate you, Stephanie. But look, I'm the type, Cornelius. What up, fam? I'm really the type that's like, man, let's just let's just be all the way real with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's stop playing like with this stuff. Like, man, you ain't really chose God. You went to church. I mean, you listened to an album called God Did or something. Like you, you liked a couple memes, but, like, did I really, like, give my life to God? Like, am I, like, ten toes down like Joseph, whether I'm in prison or not? Am I like the three Hebrew boys where I'm in the fire fiery furnace and they turning that boy up seven times hotter for me? Like, the like you don't understand, like, when you look in the Bible, am I Job where I lost everything? Am I Ruth and Naomi where I lost my family and lost everything? And, you know, Orpah. Orpah and Ruth, they were both Naomi's daughter-in-laws. But when it came down to it, Ruth stayed with Naomi. Orpah went her own way. And the crazy thing about it, when you look at it in the word of God, she wasn't even wrong because Naomi gave her a choice. Naomi literally said, y'all don't even got to rock with me. Go do what you do. Hey, hey, go do what you do. Hey, hey, do what you do. Choice is very powerful. You say you went and cleaned out your fridge. So what happens is when Ruth made the decision, the definitive life-changing decision to follow Naomi, that's what led to her meeting Boaz. Like, you know, everybody talks about, you know, they going to meet their Boaz or whatever. It's like, but are you going to listen to Naomi? <laughs> like, we be picking parts of the story that we like. And, and it's like, yo, you got to actually follow the whole thing. There are things that God wants to bless you with and do in your life, but you're going to have to let go of you in order to get to him. And you got to do that fully because to be halfway in and halfway out is to be out. That's just what it is. You can't halfway do this. Like you got to be all the way in to what God is calling you to do. And some of us ain't made that decision. Some of us have gave God an ultimatum. And we told God, if you bless me in 12 months, i stay with you. But if it go to 13, I got to get out of here and I got to go back to the club life. I got to go back to drinking, back to wilding out, back to sleeping around, back to lying, whatever I was doing, stealing, killing and destroying, because you didn't do it in my time. Listen, y'all, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to lose that every time. God's going to win at the end of the day. So I would be better off staying in his word, staying with him through the ups and the downs and saying, all right, I may not be up right now. It may not be my best year. It may not be my best moment, but I'm trusting God and believing him for what he's called me to. I'm believing that God is going to deliver me. I'm believing that God is going to make a way for me. He is going to clear the path for me to be who he created me to be. This is the thing I need y'all to understand. I'm not talking about becoming what you want to be or becoming the greatest this or the best that. I'm talking about becoming exactly who God created you to be. And the way I view it is God, if you created me to be something, I just want to be that. Clear the path so I could be that. All right. You want me to be a king like David? I'll be a king. You want me to go in a lion's den like Daniel? I'll go in a lion's den. Cause I'm not bowing when they play the music to know about other guys. Like, like, there, like there are things that God called you to do. All right. I'm Moses. You want me to give up my lifestyle of luxury, which could qualify as prosperity for some people. Cause I'm living in a kingdom. You want me to give up my lifestyle of luxury to go and free my people and then live in the wilderness with them for 40 years. But I was, but, but the, but the, but the prosperity, but the prosperity me, but the, that's how we are. It's like, so because you have this messed up view of what prosperity even is, you can't even do what God called you to do because you can't let go of the gold chain and the diamond and the car to get to where God wants you, not realizing that he put you in that place so that you could free your people anyway. God didn't put Moses there. Do you read the story of how Moses was in the river and how he was found? Like, like, bro, God sent you there to do his work. But it's a choice. Again, we can live this same lifestyle. What up, Dre? Same lifestyle. You know, Michael Jordan brothers didn't become the greatest basketball players ever. His brothers didn't even make it to the NBA. They didn't even play overseas. This last part that I'm about to tell you is highly offensive. I want you to realize that. What I'm about to say is highly offensive, but it's the other side of the coin of what I just said about it being a choice. Sometimes we have to realize that God just gifted certain people for a certain moment or task in life. God didn't gift David to build the ark. He didn't gift Noah to be a king. But he did gift you for specifically what he called you to. And the problem is this. If God called you to be Abraham and you looking at Moses, excuse me, if God called you to be Joseph and you looking at David like and I know these people weren't living at the same time. I'm speaking not literally, but figuratively, like some of us are looking at everything that God is doing in somebody else's life. And we just trying to relive that. And God is saying, no, but I called you to do something different, bro. I called you to lead these people into this promised land. I called you to lead these people through the wilderness. Do you get that dynamic? We could look at it like Moses got the short end of the stick. I had to lead him through the wilderness. Joshua led him through the promised land. But at the end of the day, it ain't about all that. God made those decisions when he created. Many are called, few are chosen. God chose you for something. And I just want to be what God chose me to be. It's like I want to put aside everything I want. I want to put aside all my selfish desires, all my thoughts. And I'm like, Lord, I want to be what you were thinking when you made me. You ever make some food, some macaroni and cheese, and you put it in the oven and it tastes exactly how you thought it was going to taste? That's how I want to be for God. God envisioned something when he created you, and you should live your entire life between the promise and the prize, trying to become who he called you to be. That's what this life is about. It's about becoming. I'm not waking up every day thinking, who can I stun on? I'm not waking up every day trying to count who really likes me and who don't. You got to wake up every day and think, God, how can I step one step closer to becoming who you called me to be? That's what it's about. Some people are just gifted, y'all. This part is very tough for some people to realize. You know, I often think about, you know, I talk about this a lot. You ever seen me talk, I always talk about slavery I like to talk about Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass. Um, You know, I love talking about Van Gogh, who was an artist. This has nothing to do with slavery. But what's amazing to me is this about Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington. Why didn't slavery stop them? Like there are some people that are just so gifted and so called. And remember we said prosperity is about freedom, the freedom to become who God called you to be. If God created you to be something, no matter what obstacle is standing in front of you, no matter how big Goliath is, like God will part the sea. And he will give you what you need to overcome that obstacle. The problem with some of us is we live our entire lives looking at the mountain instead of living our entire lives climbing it. So it's like God has gifted some people. I don't know how he does it, but it's like no matter if I was born a slave, no matter if I was beat, battered, bruised, talked about, lied on, like no matter what, Frederick Douglass can go from slavery to being an advisor of presidents because some people are just gifted to do what God called them to do. They choose to accept the gift that God called them to. And the problem with some of us is we wake up with this decision. And if you're waking up every day, y'all, you're not going to like me if you're a victim mentality person. You know, to to black people out there, I know in our community, look, I'm from Detroit. I grew up on Seven Mile. Detroit was 88% black when I was growing up. That is the most segregated city in the country, at least the top three or four by far. 88% black people in one city. Do you know how easy it is to have the, the victim mentality when you coming from poverty, when you coming from a city like that, when you look around you and we can all make excuses and sometimes, like I'm talking to my black brothers and sisters, look, if you white, if you Asian, all that, don't think though this don't still apply to you. You know what I'm saying? This show, like we love, Eric. we love everybody. We love, we, we love, we love everybody. So sometimes what people do, I just want to be real with y'all, when when somebody talking about one group of people, then you be like, yeah, y'all need to get it together. It's like, no, I remember we, we like on this show, we look in the mirror, we don't look out the window. And some of us are spending so much time gazing out the window, finding out what's wrong with everybody else that we won't look in the mirror and find out what's wrong with ourselves. So I'm just saying as a black person that grew up in a black city, like I, I'm always pushing people around me to be like, yo. Like, I know I know what what's up against us. I know the things that that we had to deal with. But I'm sorry that I can't let my mountain become my story. My story is the climb, And like your life, this is your movie, fam. Your life is your movie. How does this movie go? Like if I'm dumb and fast and the furious, some of us are dumb and fast and the furious. But you stopped at a red light the whole movie. Do you know how wax fast and the furious would be if they stopped and went to the gas station? Like some of us just doing stupid stuff, stupid stuff. No, I'm in the movie like, oh, I'm flipping over the freeway like, oh, snap, Letty, I'm catching my girl. Like, like I'm dumb in the movie. I'm waking up every day living life like, yo, I'm in this movie and this movie is crazy. This movie is wild. I'm switching lanes. We've been driving for 10 movies. I ain't got no gas. I'm feeling this. My story is declined. You could tell me that. Or any statistic about being black, this, or the white man, this, and all that. Listen, bro, I'm sorry. I don't buy into it. I'm not saying it's not real. Understand what I'm saying. I've experienced racism. I get it. But just because the mountain is real don't mean it can't be conquered. And the problem is, I only got so much energy. I only got so much time on earth. We only got so much life, so much effort I can give. Like, I need to wake up thinking about climbing the mountain, conquering Goliath. I don't need to wake up every day thinking about how tall or how strong Goliath is. Like, all right, I believed you when you said it the first time. All right, y'all be, y'all know how it, man. What up, Cornelius? This goes for a life of seclusion, too. Many people are scared to go where God... Woo! That's facts. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Nikki. Calling Create God's... That's what we do, man. Here to inspire God's people. Yes, I want to be with what you were thinking when you made me. So, look, y'all. I want to tell you, leave you with these words. When you're living according to the call that God has on your life, there will be nothing that could stop you from becoming who God called you to be. But you just have to understand you're becoming who God called you to be, not necessarily who you thought you wanted to be. It's a major difference between the two. It takes a lot of growth. It takes a lot of maturity, a lot of reading the Bible in its proper context to understand the importance of elevating God's desire for your life above your own. Again, that's what Christianity is about. That's what it was about from the beginning when Adam and Eve were supposed to resist the temptation of eating from the one tree because God had gave them everything they needed in the others. But the problem with us is a lot of times we look at the one thing that God wants to shield us from. And we thinking like, oh, I want that. And he's like, no, like, don't do that. And that becomes the thing that we want. Because we human and I get it, but I need you to understand that if you follow God, it does not matter if it's a fiery furnace. It does not matter if it's a Red Sea in front of you and an army of chariots behind you. It does not matter if there are a den of lions surrounding you or a Goliath standing in front of you. It does not matter. God will deliver you from it he, if he called you to it, he'll get you through it. Like if God called me to this, he will get me through it. And so you can't, you can't afford to spend too much time being a victim and and, and like soaking over every like thing that didn't go perfectly well in your life. And um you need to repent, turn away from your sins, follow Christ, Um, really spent every single day trying to figure out, Lord, how can I be who you called me to be? But I'm sorry, man. Like I can't spend my days idolizing the mountain. I'm climbing and I'm conquering. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. How do we sing all these songs and quote all these scriptures but fail to apply them in our life? Listen, there is nothing, Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, Booker T. Washington, there is nothing that you cannot overcome if God called you to it, fam. I'm sorry, like... Ooh, y'all looking at the monster Y'all looking at the Goliath And I'm looking at the five smooth stones Like we about to get him up out of here Yes, you might be in a valley Yeah, I know your life wasn't perfect Or your, your parents weren't there Your father wasn't there You went through this Like some of us idolize our problems I'm not saying your problems ain't problems If you mad at that Don't, don't, don't so. uh, mm, mm, the Anyway, why do I go into song? I don't know Look, y'all, I've enjoyed kicking it with y'all today, man. This is Inspire Guys People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Please do share this with a friend. Um, Check us out on YouTube. I'm really, you know, the YouTube thing is really where I'm trying to be at on some real stuff um, because that's where I share my daily shorts. So if you like daily inspiration and you like, yo, I need this type of stuff every day. Give me a minute video, whatever. Like I got. Maybe a couple hundred videos on YouTube right now, but subscribe is just at Inspire Guys People. And if you're interested in hearing all of our over 200 episodes, go to Apple Podcasts or go to Spotify or Audible or anywhere or just Google Inspire Guys People and you can find the whole portfolio. We got 200 and something interviews, entrepreneurs, like all business owners. all oh, we do Bible studies. We didn't did all type of stuff on this show. And we keep we're gonna keep growing, baby. This is what we do. Um, I do want to say one thing before I go. I want to talk just really quickly. Um, John ja Morant. I don't know if y'all followed that story. Um, John ja Morant, NBA player, young NBA superstar who um, you know, got into some trouble, looked like he was showing a gun or something at a strip club. And I don't know John ja Morant's story, and I'm definitely not about to bash the young man. I'm actually hoping and praying that you know, that he, this is an opportunity for him to get it right. I know sometimes people, you see somebody fall and you kick a man while he's down. We don't do that on this show. We see somebody down, we help them up. Or we try to look at, like, why did they fall to understand, like, how can we think through and, and not find ourselves there? But I'm going to say this, and this, again, it's this going to be maybe offensive or controversial. And I don't mean it to be that way, but it's just a fact. You know, one of the biggest problems in the Black community to me is the culture like it could be toxic and what i mean by the culture is like you know the music the movies we put out you know um we we put out an image out there where even if a kid didn't grow up like in the hood or something we we throw out all these stereotypes and then people start trying to live out these stereotypes you feel me And then when you live them out in real life, they don't make the sense that they make in the movies because in real life they have real consequences. And so I just want you to be mindful of the music that you are promoting, the movies you watching and telling young people. Y'all, the ones out there with kids, I really be like feeling for y'all with kids because y'all kids growing up in a different world. It's a different world. All right. Anyway, so you got to be mindful of that. So like when I see a Ja Morant, I I don't kick a man while he's down. What I see is a young man that is highly influenced by hip hop culture, which is, you know, really laced in a lot of really criminal life. The industry is like it's like the streets, you know, and I get it. Like we glorify the streets when you from the hood, like people like survived and all that. But you got to be careful what you glorify, because when you glorify something, the next generation wants to become it. So now we got a generation of, of, of kids growing up. They ain't never grew up in the hood. Black kids growing up in the suburbs. But we're telling them that their blackness is associated with the streets. And how black you are is how tough you are or what kind of gun you got. Or, you know, these artists represent blackness. And if all the artists are talking about killing and stealing and destroying, don't be surprised when your teenager is killing, stealing and destroying finding themselves John ja morant is worth you know he just signed contracts upwards of 150 million dollars like bro it and, and again i'm not bashing him i'm just saying look that like, this is this is a serious issue because now we're saying even when your situation change your mind can't change see it used to be like man we grew up in this we had it tougher so we you know what i'm saying look you don't know what we had to deal with but then i was like but y'all rich acting like this now and I ain't talking about Ja right now, I'm talking about the influencers meaning the the older rappers and artists and the movies that that you know the the television shows that black people put out like that stuff don't be showing us in our best light to me. I actually like Creed for that reason I'm not gonna say nothing about the movie no no uh spoiler alerts, but what i what I actually liked about Creed is like bro like it was it was no sex scene in a movie, you know what I'm saying, and I'm not saying by far, I'm not saying it was a christian movie it was you know, some language, some music, whatever, whatever. But I'm saying by and large, it's like, I appreciate it that at least they show black people in a better light to me. You showed, okay, you, you, you know, kept it real or whatever. And like you showed some of the struggles and the things that can hold us back and stuff, but you, you showed us overcoming. And I'm just trying to tell y'all, like, until we put out a message of overcoming, a message of being conquerors, these kids coming behind us, they not gonna conquer nothing. They just gonna keep redoing. That's why I said I can't glorify my problems and come on a podcast and talk about my problems. All that I don't like that. Like, and that's why I don't really enjoy politics because all people do is talk. Like they be talking and nothing be changing. And I'm not about to waste my time waiting for no politician to change my life. No way, buddy. I believe in voting the right way and doing your research and praying on it and all that. I'm not saying voting don't matter. Don't take it as that. But what I'm saying is I ain't waiting because they all be lying. They all be lying. Ain't none of them never did everything they said they was going to do. And we still treat it like that. What I'm saying is that we got to do better ourselves. We have to set a better example and a better standard so that the young people coming behind, you know, can have something real to hold on and not find themselves dead or in jail because that's what happens. And ultimately, you know, you know, like it's funny, you know, like I've made a lot of Christian rap songs. I got this song called The Other Side that really like describes how I feel about this to a T. But it's always interesting to me that like even Christians don't really be wanting Christian lyrics and people do stuff like call stuff corny. I'm like, how is success corny? How is staying alive corny? Like, I think you got to change the definition of what corny is, like, for yourself. Like, dog, I don't care. So you telling me, like, so what's fly is, you know, shooting somebody until somebody gets shot, then we mourn them and we... Like, this stuff is weird. That's why, like, the world do some weird stuff to me. It's like, yo, y'all rap about all this stuff. And then when it happened, you surprised. No, if I'm rapping about following God, success... I'm rapping about overcoming my my flaws and my sins or whatever. And then when it happens, then that's a blessing. We got to teach these young people that Jesus is real, that the faith is real because people are turning away because they've been fed, you know, a counterfeit faith. So hopefully that helps y'all, man. Um, And y'all don't, you know, I don't know. I mess around and get canceled for how I be talking. Um, everybody named mama go. know I listened to this podcast this week. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. No doubt, man. Thank y'all so much for listening. And look, man, continue to do your part. Whoever you are out there, we all got a part to play in this. I'm just one person. I'm just trying to inspire you. And the reason I'm trying to inspire you and ignite you is because I believe there is something on the inside of you that God gifted you with. And that if I can speak to that and awaken that, then you can go out and go do what God called you to do because now you're motivated, you're energized, and you're inspired to do the work of God. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about inspiring you, waking up what God put on the inside of you, helping you discover and find that purpose so that you can be exactly who he called you to be. Listen, much love. I appreciate y'all listening. Please do like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. Stay in touch, man. I appreciate everybody in the comments. Y'all definitely brought the fire on today's show and made it very fun and interactive to kick it with y'all. And um, man, rock with me, stay with me. I'm telling y'all we got some stuff coming. Some, I got some big plans for this show, but some of it takes time. You know, I'm not rushing. This is purpose. Like you don't rush purpose. You let it develop, slow cook it, rotisserie, marinate it. Like that's what this show of show is. It's like that. Thank you so much, Brittany. Like this show ain't like, that's why we don't do like, you know, all these current events and gossiping topics. I don't care about that stuff, baby. We slow cooking because when you walk in, in purpose, you don't have to act like you are something. You just have to be it. And I'm telling you, there is peace in being. Like you don't have to wake up and act like something. You don't have to watch TV and try to become them. You can literally just be who God called you to be. And there's a lot of peace in that. You know, so hopefully y'all are inspired, man. And I want to see y'all continue to grow. We get a lot of testimonies. I get a lot of testimonies and emails on this show about people and and how they've grown in their lives and um, how this show has been a part of that. So yeah, man, shout out to uh, TCA Apparel. Check them out on Instagram. My I Can Talk T, you know what I'm saying? I got a bunch of t-shirts, you know, with the little phrases and stuff that I'm gonna be wearing on the show. But we got some merch from TCA Apparel. Check them out on Instagram if you want some custom apparel work done. Um, Tell them I sent you. And look, man, y'all have a great night. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Bless y'all, man. I love y'all. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Your life might be messed up if you ain't listening to this pack. Matter of fact, to this pack, I can talk. I can talk, people. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now. Your life is jacked up because you ain't shared this with nobody. I need y'all to share this show with some people. You feel me? Share it with some people. That's how we going to grow. Tell them to check it out on YouTube and all that stuff. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we bring in inspiration and tell me what y'all topics y'all want to hear. I'm asking people so that we can make sure we continue to bring the topics and things y'all want to hear about in the areas that you need to grow in your life, because this show is about helping you find your purpose. And I want to like really walk that walk with you, talk that talk where we can actually get there. This show is about, I believe in testimonies. I believe in like actual like things happening. I don't believe in just talk like, like, like stuff be happening. And then people who've been listening know, you know what I'm saying? You will because, listen, Brittany, you share, you good to go. If you share the show, you good to go. You know what I'm saying? Look, man, I love y'all. God bless y'all. Have an amazing day. All right. This was cool. Thank y'all, man.